we're recording, so. G'day and welcome to another Carnage House interview. Uh, today we've got power chair football extraordinaire, uh, Charlie Joyner, super fan, um, and all round good bloke, Ben Keat. Ben, how are you going? Good, thanks. How are you? Terrific, terrific. Now, I thought we'd touch on a couple of things today. Um, good as well. Dukes, how are you going? <laughs> Pretty good. Power's playing tonight. I'm very excited. Roosters, yes. Roosters yes. Power could be a Go premiership. Eels. Go Eels. You a big Eels fan? Massive Eels fan. Massive, all right. Tim Manor friend. Tim Manor friend? Well, I'm gonna, I, I probably won't say um, too much bad things about Tim. No, I'm going to have a crack at Tim Manor. <laughs> but um, anyways, I know he's a nice guy, but he, he just needs to retire. <laughs> I think. Um, Good eyebrows. Great eyebrows. Great eyebrows. Great eyebrows. Girls love them. Um, yeah, so we're going to cover a couple of things, but I thought we would kick it off with um, a quick chat about your role as a captain of the Wanderers in the New South Wales Power Chair Football Premier League. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what uh, Power Chair Football is, and then we can go into the, the details about your team and how you're stacking up. Yeah, so... So Pancher football is like essentially um, wheelchair soccer. So we play four on four. Um, so we have a goalie and three outfield players. Um, and we play in the New South Wales Premier League. So we play against Newcastle Jets, Sydney FC, Central Coast Mariners. We all have Pancher teams. Yeah. Um, and we're actually officially like affiliated with the A League club. With the actual so, Wanderers. Yeah. So we're actually contracted like proper players, and we're fully kitted out with all training kits, jerseys. Uh, we get to go to their official awards dinners. Uh, we get our jerseys presented in front of the whole stadium, home games, and all stuff like that. So, so it's the real deal. It's the real deal. It's yeah. the real deal. Offici- yeah, properly contracted everything. Okay. And so, uh, how often do you w- will you play uh, power chair football? When is the season starting? When does it end? Type of thing. Yeah. So our season starts um, first weekend of May this yeah. year, and it runs through till sort of September, Octoberish. Um, so like good like six seven months. Does that align pretty much with the normal A League? So we play literally in their off season. Okay, right. So A League's running now till like April. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. we play, yeah. and then we sort of finish as they sort of come back. Yeah. So all the soccer fans can get their dose of football when the all A-League year round. Out. Yeah. All year round. All year yeah. round. So we've had the RBB come and support us. The uh... the RBB Red and Black Block. So okay. that's the Western Sydney Wanderers active. Oh really? Um, group. Huge. The guys right. Okay. So play, they're the you know, they're the hardcore yeah. guys. The hardcore. Yeah. So they come to the game now. Um, is that fun? Yeah, it's awesome. Now, what are they, they? What are they like? Yeah. What are they like? They they go off. They like chant for us the whole like. We play yeah. two minutes and a half, so forty minutes. Yeah. So they chant the whole game, like like they do for the A League boys. So they like, let off flares and stuff. <laughs> nah, nah, not anymore. Nah. Not anymore. Not nah. anymore. Because nah. I presume it's it's indoor, isn't it? Is it indoor? indoor? Yeah. yeah. We play indoor. Yeah. Cool. Um. So what are the, the kind of specifications? Uh, how, how do you have to be eligible to play uh, power chair football? Yeah, so, well, first you've got to have disability, physical or any kind of physical disability. Um, so you use like a wheelchair. Um, a lot of us have specialised chairs that are literally built yeah. just for the sport. I feel yeah. like if you have like a power chair against someone who's got like a, like a manual chair, <laughs> that could be hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wouldn't work, yeah. It wouldn't Not work. Not over the ball anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so we all have chairs that we like import from the States. So there's oh, a shop huge. there called Power Soccer Shop. Power Soccer Shop, shout, shout out. out. Power Soccer Shop. That's a new shout outs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so <laughs> they um they build all the chairs yeah. for like, it all depends on how like 
serious you want to get with the sport. Yeah. So the more you play, like, if you want to have ambition to play international and stuff, like, you've got to have, like, the best equipment, so... Yeah. So how much how much um, do you think there's any kind of rigging slash equipment fixing that goes on in terms of like additional like are there any power specifications for the chair or can you just kind of really just turn it up put on the NOS put the NOS tank on put the turbo yeah Um, nah so it's actually very very heavily regulated oh really so because it's an international sport and we're trying to make the Paralympics. Yeah. So it's all like we get drug tested and stuff as well. Really? At international events. Um, so we're speed limited to 10 kilometers an hour. Yeah. In forward and reverse. Okay. So you can turn the chair as quick as you want, like spin on spot and everything. Uh, but it has to go no more than 10 k's forward or reverse. Okay. So before the game, what happens is we all get put on like literally a dyno, like you would a car. Yeah. And our chairs get speed tested before the game. <laughs> really? And then if you're over. You get one more chance, like you got to reprogram your chair. Yeah. So you plug a laptop in, like a normal car, and you just change the speed. And then if you're over again, you then miss the first half. You're not allowed to play. Okay. And then if you get, and then you get retested again at half time. And then if you're over again, you're out. So you only get one more shot. Yeah. Right. And then you don't play the whole game. Well, in, f- in fairness, if you've it's got changed. busted three times, you probably don't deserve to yeah. play the game. Yeah. And then after the game as well, the ref picks like a random player from each side. To get re-speed tested after the match. Okay. And then what happens is, so it's, it's what. So called, no one fixes it during the game. Yeah. yeah. So it's what's called a hot test. So you're allowed a ten percent leeway. So you can go up to eleven k's. Right. During the match, because the chairs get hot. Yeah. But if you go over the eleven k's, what happens is after the game, if you get done over eleven, your team loses the points. <laughs> if you if you win, so it's full on like. Yeah. Cutthroat. It's like a sada. Uh, We're actually under our SADA rules, like really? for drug testing and really? stuff. Really? Yep. Wow. It's like full on. It's like a full on international sport. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's pretty We should see if we can go to one of the games and cut up like a bit of highlights or something. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll do a bit of, We'll do a vlog. We'll do a vlog. Um, be good. Well, that's great. So, um, the season hasn't started yet. That's what you're saying. It hasn't started yet. But there's also um, the. Australian power chair football team as well um, yeah. that runs so that would be the best of the kind of the A-League teams get picked for the Australian side is that right? Yeah so at the end of this year we've got the Asia Cup yep um, so we're going to have Australia New Zealand Japan and hopefully I've heard rumours England are coming they're not Asian of course but <laughs> we've sort of invited them out like sort of just to give our club a bit more weight yeah because um, England ranked number three in the world Who's we're, we're number four. Who's number one? Number one, the bloody French. Really? Yeah. The French are one and US are two. Okay. So we're number four, but to be number four for us is like pretty good because we've only been in the sport as a country for about sort of since 2011. Yeah. So we're really young in terms of our development yeah. as a country. So to be number four out of about, I think it's around 30 registered countries now okay. in the world that play the sport. So... Cool. Yeah, to be number four is like pretty well. Pretty when, when did you start playing? Oh, as soon as it got introduced to Australia, so yeah. 2010, 2011. One of the OGs? Yeah, one of the originals, so I was pretty hooked straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Does it get quite um, intense in the game? Is there quite a bit of chat, quite a bit of uh, intimidating, <laughs> quite a bit of staunching <laughs> happening during yeah, the game? Yeah, yeah, like, I've been involved in a fight or two. 
Yeah. Does that involve like a lot of ramming, or does that like (laughs) you try and tip the other person's chair? Yeah, it's just like you know South Park when Timmy had the cripple fight. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) fuck that. But but uh, I don't know. It just depends. Like I think because we're all pretty serious, we're all extremely competitive, and because we play at such a high level. Yeah. And at the end of the day, there's like rep spots on the line as well so sure yeah sometimes um, it spills over yeah and like there's, there's nigglers I'm a niggler yeah I'm just even though I'm the captain I'm <laughs> like a bit of a niggle yeah but um yeah at the end of the day like we're all really good mates as well so mm, yeah I think so, it's very different compared to other sports as well have you done any international competitions before like have you gone out of Australia to play yeah yeah so back in 2011 I um Straight played for away. Australia at the World Cup huge so we went to Paris Oh. Um, played in the World Cup there. That was like amazing, like yeah. trip of a lifetime. Um, yeah. We finished, I think we finished like eighth there. Or was it seventh? Seventh or eighth? I don't know. Yeah. Something. Um, yeah. I think it was seventh. It was seventh, sorry. It was seventh. Mm-hmm. So we've definitely progressed since then. Yeah. Um, did the French win that one? No, the US did. Okay. So this last year, there was a World Cup in America, and it was the first time America haven't won the World Cup. Oh really? So there's only been three World Cups in the history of our sport. Yeah. So US have got two and France have got one. Okay. Oh, okay. So what makes the what makes uh, the US and the French team so good? Like in terms of the action dynamics of the game, like what are, yeah. what what do they do kind of better than everyone else? Yeah. Well, they're, like they're the two OGs of the sport, so they that's where the sport originated in America and France. So they've got a massive leg up on a lot of people. Okay. But just like in terms, of, they've got <clears throat> a massive like amount of people to select from to yeah. start with like in America they've got something like over 50 something registered clubs throughout right. the country right. they've got relegation really so yeah they've got full relegation so they have like top, top tournaments league, like yeah. they have like top 20 leagues they were like EPL and then you finish the top sorry you finish the bottom two or three you get relegated right and then there's relegation playoffs to go up to the top league and just yeah that would be a good TV show to do yeah. following um, the power chip football in America yeah and it's it's insane and like they're televised on TV their national side is sponsored by Nike oh, so wow. like Nike US so they're like my understanding I don't know if it's completely right but my understanding is like Nike provide them like money for flights um, all fully kitted oh, wow. out the players get their own personalised shoes yeah it's just like it's another level and like They've got proper official coach um, coaches as well. Yeah. Like pro coaches. Like the England coach. So England are very, like, they're taken by the FA. So they're equivalent of like our FFA. Yeah. So they're run by them. And their coach has actually got his UEFA Champions League badges. So he can coach a professional team in the UEFA oh, Champions really? League. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. And he coaches the England Power Chair team. <laughs> so, and we've got like... <laughs> Volunteers and people's parents that coach <laughs> the national side, which is great, you know. But like, for us to move to that next level, like, it's gonna have to get a little yeah. bit more serious, probably. Yeah, I think there's a lot of lessons we can like take from. Yeah, sure. The top three, but we're moving. We're moving. And yeah. I bet that power chair shop is souping up the US funds, giving them a bit of extra knots <laughs> on the side. Oh, I mean, you know, there's rumors. There's rumors. There's rumors. There's rumors. There's rumors, rumors. But yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, we'll definitely give them a shout out. And um, is, are there like highlight videos and stuff yeah. like that? going around yeah just like if you go on google and just look up pouch of football yeah there's like stacks of videos from like europe and america and yeah japan it's massive in japan as well are you an outfield player or a goalie or what yeah so so last year i've played midfield 
to centre mid, which I don't really like. I'm more. It's the money position, though. It is the money position. It's the position gets all the girls in the position too. <laughs> but um, no, I mainly prefer like wing or striker. Yeah. And that's realistically like that's my role for like reps. So yeah, hoping to play there a bit more this season, but yeah, we'll see what the uh, yeah, what my club coach yeah. Does. Well, let it, is it is it like a mixed team or is there like girls who play in like a different competition or how does it work? No, no, so it's mixed. It's like yeah, um, both genders together and like we're definitely like welcoming all girls to come and play. Yeah, uh, some of the top players in the world are actually female. Right. So there's some really top female chicks that play from the states. Yeah. They're really like, and like they just like give it as hard as the boys. Yeah. So they're yeah. We always get like towed up though, yeah. especially in the dressing room. The boys are like, oh, you got towed up by a girl. Oh, yeah. But nah, they're good. They're good. They're legit. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. That's interesting. Nice. Um, cool. All right. Well, uh, we'll definitely give a shout out to um, the New South Wales Premier and particularly the Wanderers um, for giving you all the... Where do you guys play? Yeah. Yeah, so we play at Valentine Park. So Football New South Wales headquarters. What suburb is that in? Uh, Glenwood. Glenwood. So near Norwest, pretty much. Right. Okay, cool. Um, so we play there like every Saturday. Um, kick off two or three o'clock. Yeah. Depending on the draw. But um, we, don't, we don't have the draw yet for this year. Mm. So, Slackers Yeah But um, no, nah, it's good And the one was like Amazing with their support of us Like everything they've done Like They're definitely like Leading the way In terms of like Australia And like supporting a I guess a team yeah. Of like disabled guys Dude Shout out to the Wanderers yeah. yeah Big shout out Look we don't really follow The A-League too much um, But if we did honest, But we if we did follow the Wanderers We'd probably go for the Wanderers Yeah, yeah. And also our sponsors well, We've got sponsors Yeah sponsors? So Shout out to House of No Steps what do they do? They sponsor us. What do they do? House of No Steps? Yeah. They they're like a dis- they're like a discipline. Oh, right. Discipline okay. Org. And then we've also got, we had a new spot to come aboard Federal Batteries. Cute. So they're actually a battery store, so they actually become our official battery supplier okay. for our team. Oh, cool. Which is huge. So we've got like so, sports it... batteries in our sports chairs. Oh, great. So, do you, so, so this, chair, this chair you're in now, this is not a... No, no, this is my day chair. This is your day chair. Do you day ever chair. get around in the sports chair day to day? Nah, it's too uncomfortable. Oh really? Because it's like a lot lower, so I don't even be sitting like at your waist height. My head would be. It's a lot lower. There's no suspension in it. Um, oh, so it's like a full. It's, a, it's like a race full, car. Yeah, like I'll show you like later if you want. Yeah. It's just in the room, but like yeah, it's full on. It's full on built specifically just for soccer. Okay. Motors right. are tuned up and everything. So. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Alright. Well, that's um definitely an insight into um power chair. Just related sport. Are there any other power chair sports besides um, soccer? Yeah, so there's also like power chair hockey. Okay. As well, so wheelchair hockey. And then there's like, there's another sport like wheelchair rugby league as well. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Your face. Yeah, wheelchair rugby league. I used to play that when I was like younger as well. Yeah? Yeah. How does that go? Like, how does it? It's, so back in the day when I used to play, it was like actually pretty hard. Yeah. Very physical. So literally it was like six on six. Yeah. I think it now might be five on five, I can't remember. But um so okay, so it's weird. So there's like there's no ball. Yeah. Right? So say if I've got the ball, I say got it. Okay. And if I want to pass to you and you say you're number one, yeah. I say one and you've got to be behind me unless it's forward pass. Okay. And I and say, got, say it. got it. If you don't say got it, it's a knock on. <laughs> the ball. So it's like it's it's very disabled sport, but it's so like cool. But that it's like cool. and then to tackle, literally you just run into each other. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, just, okay. There's been some mad stacks. Yeah. So yeah. is it? Are there some serious injuries? 
Yeah, because it's not speed limited. Oh, really? So, so it's, it's electric, super, it's, a, it's yeah, powered chairs. chairs. It's powered chairs, but playing with manual chairs. Right. With the push guys right. as well. <laughs> so they're at a disadvantage, those push guys. So they're at a disadvantage because they get smashed. Yeah. But they're at, they're at an advantage because they're way more manoeuvrable than power right. drive chairs. And they're way quicker. Like, right. assuming they're strong enough. So like, some yeah. of them could push their chair up to 20 or 30 k's. Right. An hour. Yeah. So once they've hit a gap, they're gone. Yeah. Whereas like a... But also, they, if they get smashed, it's um, carnage. Yes. So, so, yeah. What's the worst injury you've seen in, in a power chair related sport? Um, so, someone tipped over, broke their left ribs, left arm, oh. popped their eye socket out. Um, I've popped my wrist out playing. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah. How regular are injuries? So, are they. Are they... Um. It's a lot like few and far between now. Yeah. Back in the early days, it was a lot because like, people like we just we were younger, so we'd get in and just like, boys be boys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just want to hit each other, but yeah. also like the equipment's come a long way as well. Yeah. So like the sports chairs are built low and like wide base, so like they're very hard to like tip over. Yeah. Like very hard, so yeah. Safety is definitely like in the front of like the designers' minds now yeah. and then. Yeah. Making equipment for us. Yeah. Uh, do, people, do you get suspended if you you know if you do um, something ridiculous? Yeah, like yeah, it's like like a so soccer. We got like yellow and red cards and stuff. Yeah. So you get a red card, we get suspended the next game. Right. Like normal um, international tournament, there's like full judiciary. If you ever you gotta go before the tribunal. Yeah, go before a tribunal. Explain yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like full on. It's like full on. Because you know, in rugby league, they have like specialists. They're almost like <laughs> lawyers who you bring in who are just like rugby league. Uh, video sports official lawyers. sports yeah. lawyers particularly yeah. like obviously like the Melbourne Storm go to judiciary almost every week for yeah. like wrestling and grappling and you know chicken shadow camera smith yeah chicken, <laughs> chicken wing tackles and stuff yeah. like that and obviously there are guys there are guys who are specialists in like lowering grades from like a grade 3 to a grade 1 yeah you know what because it's like a full duty is there like that equivalent for you guys no nah, like not that professional yet but um I don't know I, I've never been called to the judiciary that's Do you know cool. people who have? Not, not like, not here not directly. No. no, but I know there's been people like overseas that have been. Yeah, yeah, and they've like some dirty dealings. Yeah, like they've been like dodging their chair to go too fast, or yeah, gotten punch ups and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sometimes because we also get so without getting too technical, but like we also get classified depending on our disability. Sure. And then you've got to have a certain amount of like. A particular classification okay. on the field at all times to make yeah, up your team. Sure. So there's been some people who like dodge how strong or not they are. Right. So oh, they get right. like a lower classification. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. then when they play, they get found out. Yeah. Because when yeah. you're playing, but then there's still officials watching. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, hang on, like. Yeah. He didn't show you that in the. Yeah. Assessment. Yeah. So what would they they would say that they are like um, less able than they actually are? Yeah. And so that they get a, a grading that's more severe. Yeah. So okay. basically, so in patch of football, so you get classified either a P one or P two. Mm-hmm. So P one, so I'm P one. Mm-hmm. So P one is people that are considered more physically disabled. Mm-hmm. So you have like you can't move your head as much, and you have like less vision. You can't. So I can't take my hand. On and off the joystick myself. Yeah. So you got very little movement, and a P two is someone who can maybe like lift their hands up a bit, can like support like their top 
torso and stuff. Right. So, you in patch of football, you've got to have a minimum of two big ones on the field at all times. Okay. So it's designed for like people with like severe physical disability to be involved and like yeah, yeah. play at like the top level and stuff. But sometimes like you'll get some players who will try and like yeah. pretend they're weaker to get a P one. Yeah. Because and then stack their P ones with guys who stack are actually really strong P- players. P2s, yeah. yeah. And then they and then that will allow like more flexibility in the squad. Sure. So then like because really to like have a great squad squad like it's really a big advantage if your goalkeeper is a P1 and if your goalkeeper is a strong P1 because then you can have two strong players in the outfield yeah like as P2s and then just one P1 yeah in the outfield yeah so yeah there's yeah. there's some tactics that go on yeah and but, do, you, do you reckon you can tell straight away when a person's um, some, some are very talking borderline. rubbish yeah some are very borderline so but it's a massive like is it a big routine, is like, it a big call to, though to, to call someone out on the other team and say you're feeling you're not a well like we don't do it ourselves but like that's up to coaches and yeah. team management and stuff but um we go full, through like a full like assessment yeah. once we reach a tournament yeah so we get seen by like a full like specialist like a doctor um, assesses everything mm. and they we do all these tests that goes for like an hour yeah it's like mm. an hour long assessment. Mm. Because obviously there is that bit in uh, South Park. Have you seen where Carpen goes to the Olympics and he pretends that he's got a he's got a disability and he still he yeah. still gets smoked, but he's um, yeah yeah. Let's talk rugby league. Yeah, let's talk a bit of rugby league. We'll do a bit of the um, wrap of the eels. Eels are two from two at this point. They are. Um, Blake Bergson has been absolutely amazing. We're getting so some far. winger cheese for the first time in some, a long time some since Simran Raja left. We haven't had any winger cheese, and no. now we're just we're getting um. So None we of it. We just pass it to the winger and get a try. I yeah. like that. Um. Do you, are you uh, are you playing super coach or tipping or no? I'm tipping. You're tipping. I'm tipping. How are you going? How'd you go the first two weeks? So five out of eight first round. Yeah. Perfect round second round. Yeah, I got eight um. Eight. Really? I got yeah. done on the second round on the on the Tigers Warriors game. Yeah, yeah I hate tired the Warriors. Yeah, no, I went Tigers. Come on, boys. Tigers are rubbish. That they're team. Th- is... They're two from two. What do you want to be at? Yeah, I know, but I'm saying. Well, they are now, but at the yeah. time they were one from one. And it was yeah, not true. impressive. Anyways, um. Who's your favourite player at the Eels at the minute? Or who do you reckon is going to perform the best this year? I'm interested to see if Ferg- Ferguson keeps his form up. Yeah. But I think I really like the look of the new 5'8", Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown. Dylan he's Brown. Uh, on uh, Supercoach. He, he, he was 168,000. He yeah. was ridiculously undervalued. He's, he's, he's good. He's looking good. He's looking really good. And um, Moses is playing well with him as well. They're playing well together. Yeah. Yeah. And our hooker, I think we've got good hookers. Reed, Reece Marnie. Reed Marnie. Reece Marnie, yeah. And, and uh, Jamie Salmon. Jamie Salmon. Well, Jamie Salmon was apparently a five-eight. Yeah. And then um, he just wasn't he's getting minutes. Coming so. off utility though. Apparently, he's a bench. bit of. Uh, what I heard coming through was last year when there was, um, I think Norman or Moses was injured, and they were going to put Salmon there. That he was a legit gun. That Salmon was actually could actually play. Mm. So obviously, you got we got to yeah. stacked at that six six seven because obviously you got Gutherson as well. Flying yes. around, yeah. Johnny heard, Johnny Drama, so I like to call him from Entourage. <laughs> I've heard Benjamin French is going though. Really? Yeah. Well, where are we going to put him? Sad, because he's actually he's he's a gun. He's, he's too small. He does get picked up he's and taken small. back. That's his problem. Yeah. That's why Brad doesn't like him. Oh, Brad have you spoken? Like have you spoken to Brad? No, just not saying anything. But just you know, he's too small. Those are the rumors you're hearing it's around. <laughs> they go from the Eels to the Wanderers and then <laughs> yeah. get the inside running. Who do you reckon is going to uh, win the comp? Oh, Eels geez. aside, um, 
Yeah, well, maybe who's going to make the Eels in the finals? Yeah. Storm, replay of 09. Where we got dudded by our... Salary cap. Yeah. Absolute grubs. Um, yeah. Where nobody won that year, apparently. They just have a nobody won. You know what? I still remember. I still remember watching the game where... I don't know. They put... They, they called Fui for, for, for the knock-on. Yeah, for a knock-on. I still remember it. And how can no one ago. win a grand final? Yeah. yeah. Like, I was there. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, stupid. It's like when you watch a TV show and it says to be continued. Yeah. What's like, the point of watching it? Yeah. It's not being lazy. <laughs> it's going to wait for the next week. <laughs> They're just being lazy, yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up. Um, yeah. Well, we're all big Parramatta supporters. We're actually broadcasting this from Parramatta. Um, North Parramatta. You're near, yes. you, you, you live near where the, the Eagles train. I do. The, the Eagles train just down do there a few hundred metres. Yeah, do you ever go up and watch? No, that's... Well, neither we live a few hundred metres from there as well. <laughs> we don't really watch that much. Yeah. You know this this uh, park here? What's the park called? Doyle Ground. Doyle Ground is where I played my first ever cricket game. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, mm. And you, we did it with averages as well. So because it was junior cricket, it was like, for whatever reason, you just get the amount of runs and then you divide it by the number of wickets and then it gives you like an average. Um, oh. And we won by like a quarter of a run or something like that. Mm. There you go. Really? Uh, yep. Interesting story. Here we are in North Parramatta. Salty earth people around here. Um, any other NRL related news, really? Obviously, big off season with um, the sex tapes and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. Ridiculous. Dylan Napa. Dylan Napa. What's he doing? Well, and we he's all know a what he's doing, but yeah. Yeah. And he's a, he's a scrub now, anyway. He, he's um, The Bulldogs is where you go to end your career, where your I career know. goes to die now. I don't know. Greg Eastwood. Greg Eastwood. The Morris Twins. <laughs> they, play, they were playing well at the at the at the dogs. Uh, they should have kept them. That's all they had, really. Yeah, mm. that's true. That's true. I don't know why they separated them. Mm. Um, Big fans of the Morris boys. I quite like them. They're pretty good, I reckon. Get a little twin combo. They got that um, synergy. You know, when like twins have that um, thing where they they know uh, what well, the other one's thinking. Or like if you pun- that, you I punch reckon. one and the other one feels it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, I don't um, think that's a thing. Like you, when you're in like different countries and you feel like. When the other one's gone to sleep and you're still awake. I haven't heard that. They probably have that, I reckon. I haven't heard that. Um, yeah, I think that's that's, that's a conspiracy <laughs> theory, I think. I think you've thought about that a bit too much then. Yeah. Well, he, he doesn't have a tweet, so I don't know where he's getting it from. Well, I don't know. He's reading it online. Just got, um, yeah, just reading it online. Maybe I've got the, um, the psychics. But we've got, um, we're also going to be. Uh, at the fight this weekend. So why don't you give an intro to the fight, Dukes? Well, it's a big fight. Um, for anyone who's involved or have dipped their toes in the uh, Australian kickboxing world as of late, I'm sure you would know the rising star and now full-blown star, Charlie Joyner. He's, he's making mainstream media everywhere, particularly the Carnage House. Um, and um, he's, he's, he's six... Is he seven and oh? Seven and oh. He's, so, so he's seven and oh. He... He, he's fighting for the Australian K1 Cruiserweight title this weekend uh, against a bloke who he knocked out in his last fight, just at the last fight. It wasn't a title fight. So he's going up to take the take the silverware, take the belt back to Sydney. Take it um, out of Tookley. He's, he, they're fighting at Tookley on the Central Coast. What yeah. I hear is the um, ice capital of New South Wales. Uh, that's what I've heard. I don't know. I'm from Sydney. Um, shout out to Tookley. Tookers. Um, it's an egregious allegation, and you know what? If this gets published and those gentlemen listen to it, uh, you deserve everything you get when you walk in. 
Um, so yeah, we've got um, we're, we'll be taking our precautions up at uh, up at. Dukley. We will be packing knives. We'll be taking our own knives, not Jake. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. we <won't. laughs> And um, so yeah, big fight this weekend. All three of us are going to be there. We'll make it. We're going to make a video, like a vlog, out of it. You'll so do a vlog. We'll, you know, you'll get a gig in that. Um, but so I'm looking forward to that. How do you think this? Do you reckon this one's going to go down the same way as last time, or do you think it's going to be a bit more drawn out? I think it's going to be a bit more drawn out. Yeah. To be honest, um, I think like obviously Charlie got him with a good knee. God, yeah, it was a good knee. First fight, but really, unless you're an idiot. <laughs> Cunningham's going to be waiting for that, to be honest. <laughs> yes. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I think he's ready to go. I think Charlie's ready to go. <laughs> Alex thinks we're going to get stabbed yeah. in Dougley. <laughs> we're just going to have to release the podcast after we go. <laughs> I think, though, that... Uh, no, I think Joyner's ready. Yeah, I think he's, he's ready for the fight. So. I think he is. If you watch the video, um, I would encourage everyone to look at the video we did the day in the life. Um, took a bit of uh, footage <laughs> from his uh, strength and conditioning, from his striking, um, and also his boxing. Um, he's looking good. He's looking powerful. Mm. Um, looking dangerous. Looking dangerous. Mm. And focused. And focused. Big yeah. thing for me is he's focused. Cerebral. And he's like his mentality. He's like, to be honest, I think he's probably one of like strong. Like strength-wise, in terms of mentality, yeah, I've never met anyone like him. Yeah, well, he just—he does, doesn't even drink. Like he just after he wins, he goes straight to bed. And goes he, to the he, gym says, he says, "He says, I eat food and I go to bed." Yeah, he's, he's a cyborg. After after McKen- after Mackenzie version one, yeah, he went to sleep. He's like, "I'm gonna eat you next time." Yeah, that's, that's what he did. You know. So, uh, hashtag watch out, Cunningham. Yeah, look, hopefully we get um we get it on. I'll flip um, up the camera. Yeah, dude's gonna go fix the camera. We get uh, another savage knockout. I mean, you'd you'd, you'd be think you think he'd be waiting for that knee. He'd be ready for it. But can, if I he can... drops the hands, then he's yeah. gonna cop one on the chin. I reckon. Yes. Yeah, I reckon. Um, I reckon Charlie goes in with a with a fake knee into a Superman punch, killing him the first in the first ten seconds. Yeah. That's what I'm told him. Yeah. Not Superman punch, but. What do you reckon the odds are he'd let you in the corner one time? Do you reckon? I'd rather be talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. See who maybe, he can work out. Maybe walk him out. Yeah. Walk him out. That'd yeah. be cool. In the Wanderers jersey. No, in the join off. In the yeah, join off. In the join off. Join show. What do you want from that? Well, you this, just this give the, the Wanderers a plug. Give the, yeah. What um what 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 come out song would you have ideally? What would be your come out song if you had one? <laughs> I don't know. Probably some of the good beat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I reckon maybe um, 50 Cent in the club maybe <laughs> Candy Shop Candy oh, Shop yeah, Candy Shop that's a good one I could roll with that old, J- old JT bringing sexy back yeah that's that's a classic that describes me basically. JT yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah get a piece of this yeah. that was when JT was in his prime sexy yeah. back Summer Love another cracker yeah um, I think Jordan should come out to uh, A Star Is Born Shalala Oh yeah, by Lady Gaga. And Lady Gaga Bradley and Bradley Cooper. He loves it. Does he? Next, you got to get him to sing it. He's he goes off with it. Does he? This he is an inside it. scoop. Inside scoop. He loves it. Okay. Well, we'll bring it up with him. Maybe. Because um, we'll put him on the spot. <laughs> get him to do a rendition. We'll get him to do an impromptu rendition. Yeah. Now, do you watch? Do you follow the UFC or? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Huge. I love the UFC too. They've just um. <laughs> just hijacked it. Do you see it? <laughs> well. <laughs> 
<laughs> They've just announced um, Amanda Nunez versus Holly Holm for UFC uh, 239, wow. I think, or 238. That'll be big. Nunez is just a... Nunez is a beast. She's a robot. Um, yeah. She's a robot. Well, Andy, the silly Billy, you, uh, you, you might have missed on the last podcast, but we haven't released the video yet. We talk about Andy... Do you know the jumping the conclusion segment we do where we jump to a conclusion? Andy's one he did during the day, not on the podcast, was that um, uh, Kamaru Usman was the second best pound for pound fighter. No, he in said the he was UFC. the best. He said he was no, the behind best. John Jones. Okay, yeah. um, but he missed out. Nunez could be could be one of the best. Like she knocked out Cyborg, knocked out Ronda Rousey. Like she's knocked out some big names. She's very very good. Yeah, she's kind of cute too. She, yeah, but she doesn't like boys. Yeah, right. But I could change no. that <laughs> with that hair. Yeah, <laughs> the pretty no. boy. She's very good, very she fast as out. well. Yeah. Do you have any fighters who, who you like? Who you like to follow, especially like Whitaker? Yeah. So it was a shame what happened with him in his last. Yeah, it was a shame. Title fight, but I'm very interested to see Gaslam versus Adesanya. Yeah, I reckon Adesanya's going to get exposed. That's yeah. Because like, it was, it was, was a bit. He was a bit disappointing against Silva. Yeah, I was on the Adesanya hype so, train, and then he just—if you can't polish yeah. off like a forty-three-year-old Anderson yeah. Silva, if you're supposed to be the next Anderson Silva, it's like yeah. fairness. But and, the thing was. It is still Anderson Silva, yeah. regardless. For me, it showed like Silva can still fight. Yeah. And it's also like, was was Adesanya fighting just a fighter, or was he fighting his idol? But, yeah. You, Interesting. You think, he, that's, you, that's think, what, you think he didn't want to clean up Silva? I, I think he. I think the moment got to him. I right. think he thought, oh, this is a guy like I've idolized and based my, my idol, game off him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think you know he was a bit. Yeah. He didn't know. He's still a young guy. Very young. Yeah. Adesanya. Yeah. That sounds like 32, 31. But I young think, in or terms maybe of the game. Young in terms of the game. Yeah. yeah. But what, so, what I think is like, if you had like a 28-year-old Anderson Silva, he would have polished off anyone. Mm. Like, in, Adesanya's marketing himself as the new Anderson Silva. It's like... Yeah. You got to be able to. You got to be able to convincingly beat the old dogs if you want to be there. I think that's a good point. Though. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that point, but I reckon there, there could be something to that. Um, about fighting his idol. Yeah, about fighting his idol. Obviously, there's that point in the fight where he knows he's got it. Yeah. And you know, it's like it's a question of do I do I humiliate him or do I? I know I've got it. I've got it under control. But that's what it looked like. It looked like he knew he had the fight under control. Yeah. And he just didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Something. There was that moment when Anderson Silva was on on the cage and he's saying, Adesanya, come, come, come yeah. get some, come get some, and Adesanya just doesn't come over. And I was like, that's the point where I was like, the old Anderson Silva would have gone over and beat that guy up. Mm. But, you know, I was just a little bit disappointed from Adesanya's lack of dog mentality. Yeah. Also, it looks like TJ Dillashaw was, um, got done. He was on the juice. He was on the gear. He's, mm. he's out for at least a year, I think. Um, Cody Garbrandt was... You know, they've made some videos. Cody Garbrandt was, was saying it in the press conference, was saying that TJ was on everything, and that's one of the reasons why he had to leave Team Alpha Male. Because um, they were because they all knew he was on all the, all, all the sauce. Yeah, it's disappointing because they've... Obviously, yeah, that was one of the reasons why JSP left, was because he thought that there was just so much doping in the in the sport. And you had, like, uh, TRT Vitor yeah. as Joe Rogan. And um, TRT Vitor, Overeem. Overeem. Lesnar. Yeah, so you had all these guys on the gear, and it was disappointing because you had JSP, who was uh, could be the greatest pound-for-pound fighter ever, mm. um, left the sport for a number of reasons, but one of which yeah. was that he, he felt there was a lot of doping. So yeah, obviously, like, when you have really good guys leaving the sport, it's like, okay, you've got to have a look at yeah. it. The funny yeah. thing, though, with JSP is that he's so naturally athletic. Like, he's got the natural dope. Like, have you seen the way that guy's built? He's a thick boy. 
I he's thick boy. He's not. He's just like perfectly proportioned and just like de- designed for fighting. He's what you'd expect someone to look like who was on the source. So like, there's a lot of other guys who are probably like, man, he's that far ahead of me. I got to get. Yeah, him but the source it, to it catch wasn't up. like the other guys. Like you see, like he's got muscles like where you should have muscles. Like TRT Vitor was like a rectangle, <laughs> and like, he had like traps that went up to his ears. Like you can. There is a di- and same with Lesnar. Um, yeah, well, Lesnar DC they're talking about. Really? Would you would you be excited for that fight? Two wrestlers for DC, yeah, but Lesnar, I don't know. For me, I just can't take him seriously with the whole WWE thing. I like agree that. with you. It's just right. It makes a mockery a bit of UFC, to be yeah, honest. It I does. feel right. You know, just like why? Yeah. Why yeah. do you go to do this fake shit and then you come and yeah fight UFC? Yeah. In fairness, right. he can hang around though. It's not as if he's a he's a pretender. Like he was, he um, did. No, he, he, can, he, can, he can fight. He can fight. Obviously, he can fight. But I think a big part of that as well is just because of how big he is. Yeah, yeah. he's just a big, strong so, Viking guy. Yeah, like he's just yeah. the product of thousands of generations of yeah. the selective biggest, breeding. The biggest Vikings taking the uh, the, the best women, the prettiest women. Yeah, I think if he was to come and like fight UFC and say like, all right, my yeah. career for the next two or three years. Which is probably all yeah. he's got because he's getting old as well. Is UFC and he gets rid of the WWE stuff. Like respect to him. Yeah. The problem and is he though, he's he's pretty much the biggest name in WWE. Because mm. you he know, gets paid. He would get paid. Yeah, and but like obviously you had like when WWE was cool and it was awesome to watch. You had like you had all the big names. You still had Stone Cold, um, Triple Ch- H, primetime Triple H as well, yeah. not like this PG yeah. version. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Kane, Big uh, Show, Kane, yeah. um, Umaga, the Big Show, Bobby Lashley, yeah, the Big Show, Donald Trump, Bobby Lashley, mate, Bobby Lashley. He was a beast. Bobby Lashley actually made a pretty legit transition to MMA. He did. He was fought in Bellator. Yeah, and so is Jack Swagger. Just fought in Bellator, I think. Oh. I don't know if it was Belt or Jack Swagger just had the all American American first pro fight, mm. yeah, under the name Jake Hager. That's his real name. Regardless, what I was saying though is that, um, that you know, if if Lesnar started his career and went straight into UFC or straight into went into MMA, then he would be disgusting what he could yeah. do. Yeah, but it's because he's made a lot of money and, and he's it, beat yeah. up a few really good guys. Like he got big wins over Frank Mir. Shane Carwin, who was like who everybody thought was the Brock Lesnar, like the biggest dude, the scariest dude, had the biggest hands. Um, he beat up Lesnar for one round because uh, he was on top of Lesnar, and then Lesnar tackled him down and was on top of him and finished the fight just with the ground pound. If you have anyone that big, you knock anyone out one punch very easily. Yeah, you wouldn't be on a want to be underneath the ground and bound from Brock, Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. That's on my top that's, five bucket that, listings not to do. That's a nightmare situation. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you just wouldn't want to be under me in any circumstance. No, you'd almost, like, I'd almost prefer to be under Francis Ngannou. Yeah, because you know, Lesnar. You know Cause the, he'll just, he'll, he'll you know knock you out. Lesnar is Ngannou. Yeah. Yeah, you, are you you still on the Ngannou hype train? Yeah. You, you have faith in the man that he can bring it all together? I think so. I think if he can wait until DC retires, then he can go and get it, get his get his belt. I just don't think with DC in there, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see where DC's next move is. Yeah, he wants Brock, and if he can't get Brock, I think he'll take Stipe. Stipe deserves another shot, to be fair. Mm. Like, oh, I think they're, they're they're thinking about doing um, uh, Stipe John Jones. This is on the rumor mill because there's nothing left for John mm. Jones at light heavyweight, so they might 
they want to move him up to heavyweight. If DC doesn't want the fight, they might give him Stipe. And I think everyone would tune in to watch that. Oh, that'd be massive. The thing is with Jones as well, because he's so long, it's like, even if he ha- if, he, if he adds like 10, 15 pounds, like, it's not super noticeable. He's not like a short guy where it's just going to expand. Like, he'll get a bit, it'll get a bit chunkier, but it won't be like... Yeah. Uh, ridiculous. I don't think it'd slow him down that much because he's 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 a pretty lanky dude. Like he's not yeah. um yeah he's a six four two oh five. He's like an octopus. Yeah. yeah. Strapping from anyway. Prediction UFC five years. Charles Joyner in the UFC. Well, it'd be hard. The, the ground game's gonna be the tough. The ground game yeah. would be tough. I'd love to. I think he could be a legit kickboxer. He could be in the UFC. He would just need to make sure he gets his wrestling and jujitsu up. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'd love to see him there. Apparently the other day in training, so this is inside Goss, he got taken down by someone. Yeah. Because they thought he was actually an MMA fighter. Yeah. And Charlie, being Charlie, didn't like say anything. Yeah. So Charlie grappled with him, put him in a choker hole. <laughs> and then found out that the guy actually legit put him in a uh, choker hole, represented Australia at the Commonwealth Games for Roman wrestling. Really? Are and you Charlie kidding? Put him in a <laughs> First time Charlie's ever been taken down. Well, because we spoke about when it's, we did the. That's got from his mum, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shout out to Sue Joyner. Well, yeah. Charlie would be really good at jujitsu. Like those long yeah. limbs, he can be. Oh, he, he can, can be choking people. Yeah. He can wrap limbs. But we, um, when we spoke to Joyner, we said to him, like, uh, would you, you know, obviously, because he's on this kickboxing path, so it's yeah. difficult for him to kind of base around <laughs> MMA. Um, but you know, he's like, yeah. As much as I like kickboxing and that, and it's what I'm good at, it's like the idea that someone could kind of take me down and like I wouldn't be able to do anything is obviously like not great in general, mm. you know, just for general practice. Um, so yeah, that's interesting that he's put a bit of chokehold. Yeah. I wonder what it would have been. Maybe it was just a classic <coughs> rear naked. Classic uh, headlock, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon it's like an older brother headlock. Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, he just pulls you in from anywhere. Yeah. Um, cool. Cool. Well, that does um, that mm-hmm. does that. But I was I just want to say as well. Uh, well, mate, we've covered about six different topics in about thirty seconds. Isotokly. Yeah. Isotokly. We're never yeah. going to be welcome back on the Central Coast again. That being said, is like, there much on? I could go anywhere. Is there much on the Central Coast anyway? I don't know. We're going to find Meredith. out. So not much actually. No. <laughs> no. Um, Blue Tongue Stadium. I thought we might quickly North talk. Sydney Bears. Talk about um, uh, Northcott. Northcott, because obviously yeah. I uh, met you there and and the rest of the homies. Um, what? Uh, so you're working at Northcott at the yeah. moment. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Northcott Northcott does, and then yeah. a little bit about what you do there? Yep. So Northcott is a disability organisation. So we're based all throughout New South Wales and ACT. Um, we cater for like, I think almost 10,000 customers throughout the state. And basically like we provide services right from like early intervention, so from like little kids all the way through to like adults, like 60 something years old. Um, so we provide like therapy, um, recreation, life skills programs, um, as I said, like early intervention, um, speech pathology, mm. all things like accommodation. Yeah, we're very big in like the accommodation sort of game right now as well. Um, and yeah, just like anything mm. really people need. Capitalizing on capitalizing on the Sydney housing prices. 
<laughs> Almost, <laughs> yeah. So what do you, you work there, what, what, what's your kind of day-to-day that you do yeah. there? So I work there four days a week, so Monday yeah. to Thursday. Um, so right now my role there is inclusive workplace officer. So mm. I look at like how we can create employment opportunities for all people with like disabilities okay. to be employed. Yeah. So I look at like recruitment and induction. Oh, and right. Okay. Marketing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and all things like that. So. Okay, cool. Cool. Because I remember when I was there, and um, I want to give uh, Northcott a massive shout out because they do some amazing work down there, um, particularly with it, um, just like the vast array of different, like the customers, like, as you said, like different ages, yeah. um, obviously like different disabilities and to be able to, you know, put that all together, it's just unbelievable what they do down there. Um, and like, I remember going out on outings and stuff. It's, you know, there's some fun stuff that you guys, that you guys got to do yeah. when I was there. I remember going out to the um, to the racetrack or it was like a speed track or whatever it is in the chairs. And oh, you yeah, get, you the WGP. WG, yeah, I think that was Grand it. Prix. Yeah, 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 wheelchair <laughs> Grand Prix and there's like yeah. the full, you know, the start line and everything. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, no, they do some awesome work down there. Um, and so how many people are down there because we're down there at the Parramatta one now? So well, yeah, how, so how, how many customers? Yeah, so you're talking about like the life skills program that you okay. did placement at. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think currently now there's like that something about 40 to 50 customers. Okay. Um, Is that pretty I, typical to, for Northcott? It's very big. Like that's a big Oh, that's big a big program. one. Yeah. Okay. So that, I think they, they max at about 30 or so for the, for a day. Yeah. Because um, then on top of that, you got like 15 or so staff. Yeah that like manage and like run the program mm. for the day and look after the guys um, and girls. So yeah, like that's one of the bigger ones. And then you got like, they've got like services all throughout New South Wales so, yeah. and different life skills programs and, but they're all very different and like unique because yeah. depending on like the needs and like the sure. personalities as well, the people that are there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. How long have you been uh, associated with Northcott? Yeah. So since I was like two or three. Oh, so, so like 27, awesome. 28 years. Right. So we got recommended there through um, a doctor that my mum was like seeing with me when I was like little, when I was yeah. like really sick. And they're like, oh, I'll try like this place. Like back, back then, so Northcott was originally called the Society for Crippled Children. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. So you can't get over saying cripple these days. Yeah. Except I can, but. Um, <laughs> um, and that was through Rotary, the Rotary Club. Yeah. And then I guess like as political correctness and that kicked in names changed and stuff so yeah. Northcott's been around for like 90 years okay right um, so how do people I assume um, how can people find Northcott or like help out yeah so just like you can google Northcott um, I've got a website I think it's just like northcott.com yeah just google it just google Northcott like it will come up yeah it's one of the biggest ones in New South Wales right. the if Parramatta not, one not the bi- no like Northcott like the uh, whole company okay right yeah, so yeah. Parramatta is uh, our yeah, yeah. Parramatta yeah, yeah. is our head office okay yeah. but then we've got like something like over 200 sites throughout New South Wales yeah roughly yeah okay cool yeah yeah no it's awesome I would absolutely encourage everyone to um to go have a look what's what what, what are like the, the real kind of practical ways that I guess people could help if they were going to help yeah so they, like, they could kind of like volunteer yeah um as like you did pretty similar like Come like come to the life skills programs and work with some of the customers. Um, if you're a corporate company, like we definitely like love corporate companies coming to us and some money, bit of money, <laughs> yeah. But um, like at the same time, like they understand like what disability is 
and they really get like you know mm. it's all about like bridging those barriers of like what disability is perceived to be in the community yeah but what it actually is mm. like they're quite often quite what would you say is the most common misconception about disabled people yeah I, that we all have like an intellectual disability yeah um and I guess just like there's still that misconception that a lot of people with disabilities are just like I guess like either sit at home yeah or just go to like a program and just like sit there mm. and just like watch TV or whatever yeah right but like there's so many people that these days with disabilities especially with NDIS out mm. now as well yeah that like you know are out like literally contributing to the community like normal like yeah you guys would be so like working mm. have goals like they want to study at uni yeah um, they want to like move out have families like yeah. play sport at a competitive level yeah yeah Okay, great. And um, do you have any, like, speaking on kind of the um, misconception, do you have any, like, um, really awkward, like, people coming up to you, having awkward interactions with you? I heard that Alex came up to you to give you a, a handshake when he first met you. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. I'll tell you what happened, and it's, <laughs> it's absolutely scarred me. Um, yeah. We got... Who was who the boss there? Um like Ryan Seacrest trying to give a high five uh, to, the, it, to the blind guy. Have you seen Sarah? that video? It might have been Sarah. Might have been anyway. Because you were a few years ago. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, she just said, "Just act normal. They're, they're absolutely. They just want to chat, just like you." And I was like, "All right, sweet. Well, I'm just totally normal. Totally normal." So obviously, like, I'm still I'm bricking it absolutely because it's a totally different. Like, yeah. you walk in and it's just totally different. Very daunting. If you're not, Very daunting if you're not. If you don't have any first-hand experience. Or, sure. Yeah. Sure. Then so obviously, um, my first reaction is just be doable yeah. uh, so then I stick out my <laughs> and there's obviously that awkward moment where both of us realise yeah what are we going to do here <laughs> this, this, this isn't going to work and I, I, I'm pretty sure I, you might have um, called me like a retard or something like <laughs> like what are you doing or something like that um, it was pretty funny yeah, yeah it was pretty funny um, but obviously uh, embarrassing at the time particularly because it's the first impression you make yeah do you no. get do you get that type of stuff? Oh, all the time. Yeah, it's like the funniest thing ever. Yeah, just like people would come up and like try to shake my hand, and like I've had, I forgot who it was. I think it was like a politician or someone I met. Tried to come up. They went to shake my hand, and like because I can only move my hand like that much, right? Yeah. So I can put my hand out, and then he realised I wasn't going in for the handshake. Yeah. So then he put his head back, and then he tried again. <laughs> and I did it again. Yeah. And he put, it went like three or four times. He tried to reach out for the handshake, and it was just like yeah. the most awkward thing. And then my mate, my mate was on my left, and he was just like <laughs> pissing himself yeah. laughing. Because yeah. like we all know, we all see it. Yeah. Because happens to all of us. But then it's like really awkward when like they go for the handshake, but then they do something really awkward. Right. Like instead of the handshake, like like they, you didn't do it, but what? They'll touch they then like pat like you on the shoulder. Right. Like oh, yeah, hello. Yeah. Or like pat you on the head. Yeah. Like I'm not a dog, yeah. you know. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's awkward. And like, when you're at the shops, so like, so many times when you're at the shops, or whatever, people just feel like they have to come and say hello to you. Oh really? And he's like, I don't bloody know you. Like, yeah. you? Yeah. like I can pick them. Sometimes they're, on, sometimes they're on the other side of the shop, and yeah. I've seen them, and they look at me, and I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah. Like they're gonna come over and say hello to me or something. So they come over, and I've had this one guy. He's like. Hi, I'm like hi. And he's like, oh, so um, it's, it's good to see you here today. Like, okay. And then he's like, oh, so just um, just wondering, like, do you, you know? 
how are you treated at home? I'm like, fine. And then he's like, oh, so like you, you don't get abused or... And like he was dead set, like straight face. Yeah, yeah. Like we're laughing about it, but he was dead set, like wow, straight face. He was like, so like this. There was this guy, like he was an older gentleman, and his perception of someone with disability was that we get abused. Yeah. Which don't get me wrong, like obviously, like with the royal commission coming right. up, like there is that side of things, hmm. and like it's not something that should be like ignored, but it's just like, yeah, that was his perception. Yeah. Of all people with disabilities. Yeah. That we all get abused. And my response was like, yeah, my mum hits me every night. And <laughs> yeah. I just drove off laughing. But it's like... So, it's funny. Or just yeah. like when you go to festivals, like, you have so many people come up. Because I go mosh pitting. Yeah. It's the only way to experience it. You should go mosh pitting in the power chair. Yeah. It's all starts spinning around. Uh-huh. You should go, go, go in the power chair. Like the... The sports one. Yeah, the sports one. And just... No, nah, it's too like I can't see over people. Because oh, this chair actually goes up in the air so I can see over people. Oh really? Yeah, so I'm in the mosh and I go above people. Oh sweet. And it's cool. And I, but everyone comes up to us. Yeah. Like me and my mates who are I'm with. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, it's good to see you. <laughs> I don't know you. And they just like can't believe that a guy in a wheelchair is in a mosh pit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, come on guys. It's yeah. 2019. 2019. Yeah. Get with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who do you like to? Who, who, what type of music are you into? Um, anything really like I'm a bit like last first of all into was FOMO. Yeah. So I saw like Ray Sherman play Miramasa, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then we went to, <laughs> so my mate, my mate dragged me to Nickelback. Oh my. <laughs> that would be pretty funny to be at. It was like, they were actually pretty good live. Like yeah. legit live. They, actually, they, get, they get a bad rap, I reckon. They get a bad rap, but like surprisingly, and my mate that was with me, she was like, oh my God, it's actually sold out. <laughs> like it was full. Yeah. It was full. They're a big name. Yeah. But the band before that was Bad Wolves. Love Bad Wolves. Oh, I've never heard of them. Shout out to Bad Wolves. Shout out to Bad Wolves. Thank you. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've sung the, um, the Cranberries song, Zombie. You'd know it if you was, you do. Okay. It's like going gold, platinum in Australia. Right. Is so. it pick up a, um, what's the Australian equivalent of the Grammys? What is it? Logies? No, oh. Logies is TV. <laughs> Logies is TV. Arias. 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 Did it pick up an Aria award? I don't know. I don't know that well. Yeah. Nah. Probably yeah. not. They were good. They were good? They were good. Okay. Cool. Alright, well, um, is there anything else you want to... Any shout-outs? Any, yeah, any more. Well, we big fan of Shameless Plugs here as well. So if you want to give a plug to anyone, shout-out. Um, Prediction for the fight. Yeah, when's it going to end? Um, tomorrow. Tomorrow night for sure. <laughs> uh, well, it could be on Sunday morning, could be. And that's only five rounds or three minutes. Yeah, well, if it's not, they fight at 12. True, oh, true. Mm. Good point. I didn't think about that. Sorry. <laughs> um, I reckon third round. Third round. Third uh, round stoppage. Third round stoppage. To join her, obviously. Yeah. I can all go three. Yeah. Okay, Alex. Um, I'm going to say uh, second round. I reckon he's going to get him with the uh, the right hand. I've seen it. I've seen it. It is nasty. Mm. It is nasty. I reckon it'll be a leg kick first because I've, I've caught the leg kick from Joyner. Um, Same. It'll drop him and then it'll just... He put me in a wheelchair, actually. <laughs> it's Joyner's fault. Yeah. It's um, it Evolution Gym. Yes. <laughs> um, I've got um, I've got Joyner first round first. with a uh, left hook, right hand. Ooh. Droppage. Confident. Confident. 
Yeah. First round. So, so you reckon it's not going to go the distance at all? Okay, so I've, he's got right. first round, I've got second round. That's if, got, third. That's if third. he doesn't hit him with the Superman punch coming straight yeah. after the bell, yeah. which is what I'd advise. I just, I yeah. think Charlie's going to, I think Jordan's going to be quite aggressive though. Yeah, I hope Last night I was talking to him and he's like, uh, like how are you feeling? Hunt him down. Like how are you feeling? He's like, ready to put a show on for you guys. <laughs> like a hungry dog. So just... Yeah, he's, he's confident. I want to see him in the doghouse. I want to see him in the doghouse. Have you guys ever watched him live? Fight? No, no, it's our first time. You've never watched him? No. You're for a treat? Yeah. It's a different Charlie. Awesome. Different joiner to what you, like, you guys yeah. see outside the ring. Okay. So, well, let's um, let's see if um, if we can maybe link up before for like uh, hang out at the bar or whatever before before the fight starts tomorrow. Yeah. Um, oh, we'll be doing the rounds anyway. Oh, so we'll be doing the rounds. Sure. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> a couple of ladies either side. Of course. Just How business. Just business. All right. Well, I think that might just well wrap it. Um, yeah, I think it does. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. You happy with that? Good luck to the Eels. Yeah. Good luck to the Eels tonight. And good luck to Blake Ferguson. Hope he gets a yes. Yeah. And Tim Manor's eyebrows. And Tim Manor's eyebrows. Shout yeah. out to Timmy Manor. You need a lawnmower for those eyebrows. Oh, I know. I told him that. <laughs> How often do you say Tim Manor? Oh, he only lives across the road. So. Does he? Yeah. You know, I've run, you know where I've run into him? North Rocks Bathrooms. Really? Yeah. What were you doing in there? No, 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 He was just washing his hands and then I'd just come out and I was like, uh... Did you say hello? Yeah, I said, yeah, I said good game last night. Problem was, it was awkward because it was actually, they played two nights ago and they didn't play last night. Well, last time I saw him, it's a bit awkward. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're not playing this? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh... <laughs> I was like, oh, I heard you retired. No? <laughs> oh, okay, I think it's such. Uh, someone else. I'm thinking someone yeah, he's else. Like, he's like, Brad, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that was so embarrassing. Well, in fairness, in fairness, someone had to say it. All right, uh, that wraps it. Um, I think. Another great Carnage House interview. Another one for the um, for the books. For the books, we'll um, catch up with Ben tomorrow night uh, at the fight, and um, you'll see it in the vlog. You'll see it in the vlog. Huge. All right, well, thanks for being with us. See you later.